Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the New Heights Child Education for All My name is Kitten Behan, your host, and welcome Calls and times you can be on the show or talk to anyone of our hosts, they can call during the show at our number 347 633 925. Look us up online at www.newheightseducation.org or call 497 Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Today's topic is cheating and increasing problems in America's schools. But before we begin, we do have some announcements, as always. We are in need of a volunteer speech therapist, teachers and tutors, enrichment day instructors, to work with an adult student in Defiance, Ohio. If you can help, please contact us directly, either by our phone number or our Email. All teachers, tutors, and instructors need to pay for and complete their own background checks. Any library and office in Sherwood, Ohio is now open by appointment to the public and anyone that needs tutoring. We will be setting date specific activities once we obtain more help with activities for the public. The address is 201 North Harrison. If you're interested in helping us, please call. After school enrichment day, co op classes. We would like to start offering after-school classes in September for Defiance in Sherwood, Ohio. We do need volunteers and interested families that would like to participate in these classes. These families can be from all school backgrounds and faith. Students from pre-K to high school are also invited. Now to dive right into the topic of the day, we're going to be talking about cheating in schools and how it's been rising over the past few years. And being a student myself, I can understand the increasing pressure to get very good grades, kind of at all costs. And a lot of the focus has been shifted on 
on to dad with the pup in distant terms. Others see it as a sort of moral relativity. Um, students feel it's perfectly okay to cheat in some situations and in some courses. You'll have an engineer say, you know, what do I need to know about English literature? I shouldn't have to take the course. Says John McCabe, a professor who heads the Center for Academic Integrity at Rutgers University in New Jersey. When I was classmate Pam, it was a different sort of prioritizing. You don't want to be a dork and study for eight hours a day. You want to go out and have fun. Just say it. And some professors make it easy, students said. They overlook even the most obvious instances of cheating. In fact, McCabe says a survey of over 4,000 U.S. and Canadian schools revealed half of all faculty members admitted ignoring cheating at least once. The tech work. Still, one of the main elements of cheating is doing it in secret, and there are tried and true methods. Many sororities and fraternities maintain a file of term papers for reuse. The old rubber band trick starts one out and write everything you need on it, and when it shrinks back in shape, no one will be the wiser. But students today also have more technology that's sophisticated, that provides them more sophisticated options, which makes it easier for them to cheat. A favorite device is a graphing calculator, which most professors allow students to bring into an exam, and in which students can download all kinds of material. Another is an iPad and a handheld computer similar to a Palm Pilot, which can also download information. Additionally, cell phones can be used to take pictures of notes, among the more wily to text message friends but answer. Even two-way paper can be used to cheat. For one student whose campus has wireless internet access, he uses a mini computer to access to a page at a project. He uses a mini computer to access the entire internet during his test. A number of internet-based clearinghouses for term papers, such as Papers for Less, EatHouse.com, and SchoolSucks.com. Fortunately, educators have technological options as well to test students. Schools have been subscribing to a service called Turnitin.com, which can help teachers compare students' papers to all the available literature in the database. Typically, 30% of all papers submitted that have significant levels of plagiarism, says John Barry, founder of Turnitin.com. So where is the tipping point? We are in a crisis, says Josephson, but he added, I don't think it has to stay that way. He said that he is waiting for the tipping point, like Enron with his business ethics, and where there would be a sea of change in attitudes towards cheating. Then an ABC News poll found hopeful signs, but wearing ones as well. In a random sample of high school students aged 15 to 17, 36% admitted to having cheated themselves, fewer than in Josephson's survey. The 7 in 10 kids also try to find to cheat, and only one-third of students have ever had a serious talk with their parents about cheating. We need to promote integrity, and we need to get students to understand why integrity is important, as opposed to policing dishonesty and then punishing that dishonesty, because they can beat the system, the kids said. Josephson emphasized that college teaches students many things, how to learn, behave, and overcome challenges, as well as succeed. And if they approach it honestly, they'll learn far more in college than they think they can. But more than that, they'll come, of it, come out of it better and stronger people. So that was an introduction to kind of the epidemic, uh, so to speak, that's going on. And I know that I definitely noticed it a lot, too. And all of the views that the students have are very relatable, especially in today's world where as these uh, from 
uh, article, most everyone has admitted to cheating in school. And so it's very difficult for children, especially now, um, once you get into higher levels of education where your grade matters very, very much for jobs and further education and things like that to sometimes put your own moral integrity and get a worse grade than cheat and get a better grade in order to be able to compete with other students who are cheating. So it's a very difficult and hard issue to tackle, especially because everything is so competitive now and you kind of have to do whatever you need to do to keep up. But I do think it's important to recognize that integrity is important, especially when maintaining your grades and studying. And I think that for certain things, cheating only is negative to you, more than beneficial, even if you do do well in a class because certain information you are going to need to know. And if you cheat, uh, I found that many people who cheat a lot kind of skim by all that information and it just gets harder and harder and harder and harder to cheat as well from that occurs. Now we're going to go into more specifically about college where I am in now and especially feeling the pressure that we're going to talk about in this article and why people are cheating and why it's such a big problem. So this article states that 75 to 98% of college students have cheated. Cheating statistics, cheating typically begins in middle school. Nine out of 10 middle schoolers admit to copying someone else's homework. Two-thirds say they have cheated on exams. Cheating most often occurs in science and math classes. 75 to 98% of college students surveyed each year admit to cheating at some point in their academic careers. The college students are those who are most likely to cheat are engineering and business majors. Cheating to pass or cheating to get ahead? The number of students admitting to cheating has increased significantly over the past 60 years, and students aren't just cheating to pass, they're cheating to get ahead. According to a survey by the Josephson Josephson Institute of Ethics, of 12,000 high school students, the one we talked about in the previous article, 74 admitted 74% admitted to cheating on exam at some point during the past year to get ahead. Michael Josephson, the president of the Josephson Institute of Ethics, mentioned that students these days are more willing to cheat, and parents, teachers, and other authoritative figures are having a difficult time reversing the trend. These results paint a grim picture of today's youth, and it makes many wonder whether the students who are willing to cheat are willing to commit other unethical deeds to get ahead in life. Cheating isn't limited to students. Of course, students aren't the only ones who are cheating nowadays. Teachers and administrators have also been caught plumping grades and most recently cheating on standardized tests required by the No Child Left Behind law. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, 123 public schools in California have been caught cheating on the No Child Test in the last three years. Approximately two-thirds of schools admitted to cheating when questioned about their test results. Is there any way to stop cheating? Campbell's Law, created by social scientist Donald Campbell more than 30 years ago, states that measuring effectiveness with single influential metric invites corruption. In other words, measuring a student's performance based on a single standardized test score or one major project or exam per semester encourages unethical behavior. Critics of the No Child Left Behind law frequently use the argument that if classes were constructed more differently, perhaps today's students wouldn't feel the need to cheat so frequently. 
this is usually applied to elementary school students, but it can actually be applied to high school and colleges, college classes as well. After all, many of the students who cheat say they feel their actions are justified because the system is structured unfairly or because so many other students are cheating as well. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. In fact, cheating no longer carries the stigma that it once did. According to recent statistics from the National Public Radio, two-thirds of parents think cheating is no big deal and says all students do it. During an NPR panel discussion on the topic, one caller admitted to cheating with multiple peers in cahoots in high school honors classes to get into the best colleges. The caller still upheld the moral fiber of those in the classes, saying that cheating was just something they had to do in order to get into quality universities. Additionally, cheating and why it happens, we talked a lot about why it happens. Now we're going to kind of get into how can we prevent it. Cheating an increasing problem. Alyssa is 16, normally on top of all her school week. This week she had a solo in the school orchestra recital. Her soccer team traveled to an away game for the divisional playoff, and she's feeling very stressed and overwhelmed. If she doesn't get an A on her physics test, it might bump her out of the top 10% of her class. Cheating just once isn't so bad, right? Mark 15 does well. Mark, who is 15, does well in math and designs his own computer games. But English and history are not his thing. What's the point of struggling with an essay on Moby Dick when he could be writing code, which could actually help him get a job someday? It's way easier to buy an English paper off the Internet than write it himself. Brad, who is 14, knows he is way smarter than his classmates. He's been bored with school pretty much since kindergarten. Studying is for losers and nothing better to do. With nothing better to do, it's not like you use any of this stuff in real life anyway. His parents know everyone, so he won't have any trouble getting into a top colleges, the money. In fact, he's doing pretty well right now, selling answers to midterm exams. These are just a few scenarios that are all too common in today's schools. Cheating has been on the rise in recent years, according to the same to a more recent study from the Josephson Institute from 2010, among current high school students, 75% admit to cheating on tests, homework, and other assignments. 50% have cheated on exams during the past year, and 34% have cheated on more than one test. One out of every three students has used the Internet to plagiarize an assignment. Research indicates similar trends among colleges and students and even graduate students. Cheating in school has also been linked to similar unethical behaviors once young people are out in the real world. Not every young person who cheats on an algebra test will go commit insider trading, hatch a Ponzi scheme, or plagiarize a story for a major newspaper. However, early habits and rationalizations can pave the way for potentially damaging decisions later in life. Many cheaters do get caught, both in school and in the real world impending lies and ruining reputations. The worst damage, though, may be to a young person's self-esteem and sense of sense of confidence. Success is only worthwhile when it's based on true merit. The grade is not as high as a student had hoped. There is immeasurable consolation in having made an honest effort. No matter the outcome, trying your best is its own reward. 
So who cheats? From the 2010 study, to students who are unprepared, these students generally are not chronic teachers, but may be driven cheaters, but may be driven to cheat due to unmanageable workloads or overbooked schedules. Students who do not see the relevance of assignments. Cheating is more likely among students who do not understand the point of an assignment, how it relates to them, and what they are meant to learn from it. Students who exhibit high self-confidence, cynicism, and lack of emotional expression. A combination of these three characteristics has been linked to cheating. These students may be chronic cheaters who feel entitled to good grades and do not see ethical problems with cheating. While these students are rare, they are present in all schools. While the patterns of thinking and behaving are difficult to change, conveying the message that cheating is unacceptable, combined with a high degree of vigilance can help it from occurring. So why do students cheat? In addition to what we talked about earlier, here are some other reasons. Pressure, as we said before, increasing pressure to succeed academically, combined with technology that is widely available and provides an easy means of cheating, have contributed to the culture of cheating across many schools. Motivation, those students who are solely motivated by getting ahead rather than the learning process itself are at higher risk of cheating, which I think, uh, to be fair to many students, unfortunately, as we discussed before, the system of education nowadays is really designed to reward this behavior rather than reward learning. So I think that the system of education needs to also be changed to motivate students to actually learn and benefit from learning rather than just getting a high grade. Ethical standards, when students cheat, their sense of right and wrong changes. In other words, the more one cheats, the easier it becomes to rationalize one's behavior and cheat again. Peer behavior, if students see others cheating and getting away with it, they're more likely to cheat themselves in order to stay competitive with other students. Perception of teachers, students are more likely to cheat if they see a teacher as unfair and uncaring and focused solely on grades. Perceptions of schoolwork. If students see classes and assignments as arbitrary, it's easier to justify cheating. And grade-focused environment, as we talked before, classes in which there is emphasis on intrinsic goals or good grades instead of mastery of goals, learning, and improvement have been linked to cheating. So what can be done to address cheating in schools? Focus on prevention. Create a campus-wide culture of academic integrity. This should be a school-wide policy in cheating, including serious repercussions based on the severity of the offense, and make sure that it's enforced consistently. All members of the academic community should be cheating as an abhorrent and unacceptable act. Students also should become collaborators in creating a new cultural norm to campus wide activities such as clubs and student government that promote ethics and integrity. Class time should be dedicated to promoting academic integrity, educating students on what constitutes cheating and the consequences of cheating. After this point there, it's very important to tell students, especially early on, like inexperienced students, high school students, and maybe early college students, what teachers consider cheating. Even as silly as it sounds, a lot of students, for example, if you take something off the internet and you don't necessarily quote it properly, certain professors will take it as cheating while the student didn't mean to plagiarize. So it's very important to be very specific about that. Reduce competition and anxiety in the classroom. Provide personal one-on-one feedback. 
many teachers are busy and overburdened that it's important for students to feel like they are more than just a greater GPA. Avoid posting grades publicly, include projects and assignments that require collaborative group work, and also focus on grades grading assignments that are more personal and individualized that can reduce the risk of copying or cheating. I mean, vigilance, practice, insight, patrolling aisles, and keeping a close eye on students. Being passive does not convey the message, I trust you, rather it says I don't care. Do not recycle exam questions. Ask essay questions that force to integrate this exams do not allow anything in the room but test learning material. Confront cheaters carefully, collect hard evidence, and ask students how they came to their answers rather than directly accusing them. What can parents do to help prevent cheating? Open up a dialogue with your child about cheating. Instead of avoiding the topic or lecturing them on why cheating is wrong, approach the conversation with curiosity and interest. It is likely that they have been exposed to cheating and if they have questions or thoughts about it. Help your child develop good study habits and organizational skills, such as setting up an appropriate study environment, keeping a planner and scheduling in study time and break to avoid procrastination, cramming, and unpreparedness. Reduce academic pressure by setting realistic goals and encouraging well-roundedness rather than fostering your child's competitive edge. Help your child understand that involvement in social activities, athletics, hobbies, and family are just to be part of academic achievement. Additionally, instead of focusing solely on grades, help your child understand the purpose behind coursework and exams, including how to, discipline, how to be disciplined and focus on the knowledge that they're building now that help them throughout the class. Thank you for tuning in with me. I hope that these articles were very inspirational. I hope that parents just keep this in mind when talking to students about cheating and understanding why students are inclined to cheat. Next week, the is going to be posted next week, and you can tune into my show next Saturday at 6 p.m. and into Kathy Woodring's show Sunday at 11 p.m. tomorrow and next week. Have a great night and a good week. Thank you for joining me. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.